Welcome back. Uh, today I want to take a little bit of time and talk through um, basic case studies. I'll give you an idea what uh, some, of the, some of the forensic cases uh, uh, sort of amount to. Uh, there's two, two ideas today that I'm going to address. One, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, the emergence of some of the new uh, digital devices that are coming out and some of the, the activities associated with that. And then I want to take a few minutes and, and then talk with you about uh, uh, specifics of case studies and what those things would look like in terms of uh, running through um, the actual documentation that would have to be created to support a uh, different type of case. Um, there is, um, uh, as we are, are standing here today, uh, an emergence of all kinds of technologies, and it changes every day. Within the last two months, the uh, you know the the next version of the uh, iPhone actually popped out onto the market, and and we have really a, a new capability, a new level of transaction that's occurring within the the uh, the internet. Uh, things that we call the iCloud is basically moving a lot of the data that we have off of our devices and moving it into a space that is uh, readily available to uh, basically uh, a trusted public area. Um, and uh, and over the course of uh, the last several years, uh, and uh, as, as many of you have been growing up, uh, haven't realized uh, some of the first computers I worked with actually were either driven by uh, uh, little, um, basically, uh, three by eight cards that were uh, basically full of punched holes and would run through a computer in series basically to get it to be able to do certain things. Uh, uh, had uh, tape devices that uh, were very small, uh, micro cassette tapes that basically had computer uh, uh, languages that were communicating aud uh, uh, analog aud audibly basically between each other allowed basic computer to get a program loaded into it uh, and, and we've come a long ways now into digits just flying across the network through the air waves through every means by which it's available to, to um, be used uh, the, the challenge is, is as you run into an investigation, uh, the, the simplicity of just go grabbing the computer isn't all that there is about um, uh, in terms of capturing the essence of the digital environment that people are working in. And as you walk into a, into a, a crime scene or an investigation scene, you're going to find yourself having to assess where is all the potential digital media that exists within a particular uh, scene. And as you think about that, um, in, in today's environment, we have digital uh, applications running on our uh, several of our digital recording devices, uh, DVRs. Um, you've got uh, uh, Tivo as an example, or you've got uh, uh, other applications that allow you basically to, to set and forget and walk away and allow recordings to occur. And those recordings can contain uh, a, a vast different types of information, which would include timing, uh, when things were actually done, and include the content that could be part of a suspect, sus, uh, suspect investigation. Um, so as, as you look through this, uh, you know, part of why I need to talk is this small-scale digital devices. Um, we've got to start thinking about the, all the different things that can exist inside of a particular environment. Um, and it starts with the devices and you really need checklists to walk in to, to start these types of process, but the devices that exist inside of a, a telephone, uh, the devices that sit inside of a cell phone, the devices that sit inside of 
uh, cameras, um, small memory chips that basically are purchased and acquired and, and in many cases can be stored in, in numerous places, all reflect basically some of the digital history that around a particular uh, uh, case. And as you start developing the warrants to go in and be able to, to, to seize uh, specific digital information, these are types of things that you would want to make sure you reference. Beyond just the, the uh, uh, typical things that we think of, our, uh, a number of di digital devices are, are, are emerging as well that are, are represented with um, uh, the uh, gaming industry. And so uh, in, in today's environment, um, you've got a number of different systems that are basically connected directly into the internet. And entire profiles and personal histories are built inside of those things as long, and in many cases can offer storage uh, and or uh, uh, ability to retrieve or contain specific information that may be relevant to an investigation. Um, and these types of transactions uh, that even uh, in some cases can form uh, 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 mail messages, text messages, all become part of this uh, vast volume of collection. The challenge of the investigator is realizing that it, there is so much information is how do you stay, how do, how do you, uh, you, you get it down to something that's manageable? And, and really that comes from an initial analysis and identification of what are the keywords that are, you're, you're gonna have to search and find, I, segmenting the types of information that are, are, that are contained within each one of the devices, identifying whether it's been encrypted or not been encrypted, and then being able to start working towards extraction. So uh, the, there aren't any set rules yet in dealing with all the different small-scale devices that are out there. Um, uh, it's recognized as, as a problem uh, because rather than just having what we knew as physical uh, bookcases and things like that to sort through, now we have virtual bookcases which are vastly bigger volume-wise uh, in terms of the amount of data, the amount of information that has to be processed but we do have automated tools that help us to get to that. So um, just to, you know, want to emphasize that the, the small-scale devices is, is, is a particular problem that's emerging in the midst of, of the activities for um, um, uh, investigators as they look at um, uh, conducting these investigations. I need to take a couple minutes and talk about a case study, and, uh, and I think this is important. It kind of helps set the context of, of how things uh, are, are conducted um, uh, in, throughout Britt's book, uh, there, there's an emphasis on documentation, documentation, and documentation. And one of your key roles is that documenter, building processes that help you basically, uh, uh, one, establish standards and procedures that are repeatable. Um, if you've got to be able to extract information out of a, a, a qualified set of information, a, 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 an extracted uh, copy, exact copy of of uh, the target files and be able then to manipulate it in a number of different ways and then you have to repeat it and have the same results come out or else it becomes suspect. Um, uh, as you read through uh, Britt's, uh, Britt's book, there's always the problem that gets into uh, the trust, uh, the, uh, the understanding of what is really digital. Where, how can you prove that this particular person did this particular activity and it becomes with the, the context of multiple layers of content, uh, one attributes to the individual, uh, attributes to the internet protocol or IP address of the particular computer, attributes to the person, excuse me, the attributes to the person's um, uh, email address, 
uh, uh, use and frequency, uh, type of use, uh, all these things become very important part of building that investigation. So uh, if you were asked to conduct an investigation, uh, I'm going to give you a couple, couple things here just to kind of run down. It's sort of a checklist that, uh, you know, it starts the process of looking at sequentially how you go through and, and conduct these investigations. Um, in every one of our automated uh, capabilities, there's typically a system clock. And so the first things that we always want to do is, is basically annotate the, the time uh, hack and determine if there's any discrepancy in the time that is re registered within the computer uh, or the operating system or the network to that which is, is being looked at in real time. Um, the second step, the second thing that you must do is, is write protect basically the disk or the, the computer to prevent any additional information from being written on it that would either corrupt the files and or change the conditions and make the, uh, the, the file attribute suspect. Um, <clears throat> a physical examination of, of the uh, devices of which you're, you're concerned with, whether it's a disk or it's a a, a computer system is make, making sure that it, it contains all the parts and components. It's not missing anything read, uh, readily uh, that's apparent uh, in terms of maybe the uh, drive has been removed or there's a, a portion of the case is, is missing. These are all uh, important attributes and whether there's, there's scratches or some form of other type of, of uh, damage that have been done uh, that could disrupt the type of information you'd be able to extract out of it. The very next thing that you, you're going to do, and you have to retain this, is start the chain of custody. So as, as you pick up the particular item, you want to identify where it came from, who else has been involved, who else has touched it in between that and the time, the time of the target uh, of the investigation uh, had, uh, had some form of access. Um, there's a process we call uh, basically a hash or, or checksum within the uh, uh, the process of conducting uh, an assessment of digital data. Um, and and this, this hash sequence is basically a, a procedure you run, check some, but basically runs uh, a total number count of all the different pieces of di uh, data digitally that are within a, a particular file. Um, and there is uh, no way to actually have that be repeated unless you have exactly the same information within another file. So the checksum becomes sort of an, a, a, uh, a, an, a, an authority to say that this information here is exactly as this information is, is here. And it doesn't matter whether it's encrypted or, or otherwise, because the balance of all the, all the data that's being represented will be exactly the same in file one to file two. It's part of the process the computer is built in and providing uh, pure and, and clean copies. Um, <clears throat> so you, you would want to basically establish what that checksum value is on all the digital media that you have access to and, and basically then uh, use that and register those numbers so that it, it becomes the hash mark that you're looking for in every other transaction. Um, now you're going to need to create copies, and so in order to create copies, uh, many many t times uh, reuse is a uh, a means by which uh, most effectively we can use because of the size of most of the uh, uh, disk drives and and uh, hard hard disk space, et cetera, so on. We're, we have to basically do a clean swipe of of um, of the previous device. Um, any uh, in computer devices, there is an ability to have. Uh, some resident information from previous uh, 
transactions still reside even though you've sa you've said delete everything. Um, that's how investigators actually do retrieve information out of the computers. And so to get a clean swipe off of a disk, uh, basically there's a, a an application you use, and it basically writes zeros to every every single sector within a disk, and then writes ones over it and zeros and then ones, and basically flushes everything that, out of that disk that could have ever been there in the past. And so you'll, there'll be no residual information, and allow basically a clean copy to be resident within uh, from one disk to the other. Um, so as as you move through this, then the process of of conducting uh, the various types of anal analysis against the, those um, uh, those files, and there's several tools that uh, we've, um, and I'll talk about them in, in uh, next week's uh, session. Some of the tools that are associated with digital forensics, uh, but there's several tools that would be used, and you'd procedurally and sequentially walk through each one of those. Uh, those files uh, using these tools looking for specific characteristics. Part of your process is documenting what is it you're looking for, what are the conditions that it would show, that it would show itself um, uh, as, a, uh, as a signature on that particular file, and then um, uh, as you step through each one of those instances of reviewing the file, annotating uh, when and where those particular items have been registered and allowing basically uh, they get back and put some more deliberate time into it. Um, <clears throat> you've got to be disciplined in sequencing yourself through this process as um, what um, uh, can happen is you can get drawn in or distracted as, as something pops up much like uh, advertisement saying oh there's something there you should just register it continue through the remainder of your process of review and analysis and then come back and procedurally step into that next level view. Uh, again, I want to emphasize that, that uh, the documentation throughout the process is absolutely essential and the, the record and transaction by transaction record is imperative to ensuring that you get to the point that, that you are able to then to develop the case. <clears throat> As you uh, basically uh, work through the remainder of, of these activities, you, you're going to find that you have um, <clears throat> come to a point and you have to start making some assumptions and some analysis and, and basically coming to a point of making recommendations. As you compile the data, you're going to be able to demonstrate <clears throat> how many type files of one certain characteristic are representative or if they're not, and uh, be able to provide the evidence and extraction out of those specific files that are oriented to the specific subject of the investigation. Um, <clears throat> remember that as you move through this, you must stay focused and within the scope of, of the warrant. You, you cannot just your freelance go through the, the particular files. If you find something suspect in another direction, again, you'll have to go back for an additional warrant or additional information if it would be allowable by the court. Um, stay focused on the scope of your current investigation, work through the issues, uh, be disciplined, and ensure you document your process. Um, procedurally, work through each one of the in instances. Make sure you write it out before you start. Don't generate it as you go because it, 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 it will not be consistent. And again, ensure that it's repeatable in every single sense as you move through it. <clears throat> so this is just a quick in introduction to, to a case study. Uh, and gives you kind of a broad overview of some of the things that you would be involved in. 
um, the, the, uh, the application that will come for you is as you step forward as a computer or cyber uh, forensics expert or investigator, uh, that uh, disciplining yourself through process and documentation and, and uh, staying true to, the, uh, uh, to the, the scope of the effort uh, will result in, uh, in a, a quality and a qualified examination on your part that will support a pr prosecutor, investigator, uh, or defense uh, if you're part of a, a, a court proceeding. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Look forward to seeing you next week.